and welcome to the Five W's podcast on the third episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. My name is AJ and I'm here with Maka to look at what's going on with our superhero friends Falcon and the Winter Soldier as they try to save the world from what is still a fairly undefined threat. So let's start. Who? The focus of this episode is Falcon and Bucky as they try to seek out what is going on with the Super Soldier Serum. The new Captain America doesn't have much to do with this episode. What? The Super Soldier Serum, the chemical that originally gave Captain America and Bucky their super strength, is the focus of this episode. Where? Most of this episode is set in the mythical Marvel land of Madripoor, which looks like a combination of Hong Kong and several other stereotypical cities in Asia. When? Set in the present-day Marvel Universe, after the events of the blip. Why? We are hitting the halfway point of this season, and they are clearly trying to set things up for the next episode. A very transitional sort of affair, this one. Agree with that? Yeah. My thoughts on episode three. Like how Zemo escaped prison with the help of Bucky. Madripoor, finally on the big screen. I was introduced to Madripoor via the X-Men comics in the 90s and always loved this hyper-realistic homage to Hong Kong and what it was probably like back in the day. Liking the team up with the bad guy, Zemo, because it's the only way to find out info is to become part of the underbelly, which leads us to welcoming back Sharon Carter. Welcome back, Sharon. Another MCU character who, like Zemo, unfortunately was underused. Back when she was introduced to us, I'm sure we all thought she would have hooked up with Steve Rogers as a love interest. Love the action sequence of her taking on the bounty hunters on her own. Also hoping she gets that part in Falcon as promised and we get to see her join the team. The show has a very James Bond vibe to it now, which I'm enjoying and I hope continues. Also enjoying the party team up humour, which we all know works well for shows like this. Bucky is the White Wolf. And I'll end it here with, uh, oh, hello, AO. <laughs> My thoughts on episode three. At the start, there was some pretty unsubtle stuff about the new Captain America being very rough and ready when it comes to doing his job. Mm-hmm. They're starting to show a bit of a mean side to him. Mm-hmm. I, I like the way that even, even Battlestar was flinching at that. Yeah. I didn't necessarily agree. I, I really like that. Just, just a bit of tension between the good slash bad guys. Falcon and Bucky go off to see Zemo. Bucky breaks Zemo out of jail. How the hell did Zemo just walk out of his cell? Did I miss something there? Or just, they just... Uh, I think because all the guards were uh, looking after the, the two guys who were having fight, that he could sort of just walk out without his any of the guards checking. Door, yeah, but his cell door was just open. I, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm... Maybe I missed it. I don't know. I think Bucky had something to do with that. Okay, maybe. Okay, none of the guards recognise Zemo as he leaves the jail. Even Hannibal Lecter had to borrow somebody else's face to do that sort of thing, and that would have been really cool, but I'm sure Disney would have said no to that. Um, Very Hannibal Lecter with the way they portrayed Zemo in this episode, by the way. They were trying to humanise the flag smashers a little bit more. Um, Yeah, Madripoor, I was very interested to see that. Didn't know about it beforehand. Fictional Marvel Universe place in Asia. Was very well rendered and visualized. Yeah, in, in, in agreement with Macca's previous observations that this series is more like a Bond film in many ways, that helps to keep the budget down, I think, in all honesty. Mm. Um, to be fair enough, all of the overseas travel can probably be very exciting to a lot of people in the COVID era as well. Because true, you know, it, for a lot of people, it's like, oh, I remember that. 
And so <laughs> I, I think, yeah, people would dig seeing that sort of thing. Um, interesting stuff at the bar. It was a little bit of a stereotypical portrayal of the Mystic East sort of really? thing. I thought that Selby was already onto Falcon as not being who he is pretending to be. And um, Selby was wasted a bit earlier. I thought she's an interesting character, but um, yeah, I'll talk more about that later. Okay, here we go with the obligatory action sequence for the episode. A car chase through the dark streets of Majipur and bang, false alarm. It ends just as soon as it starts, unfortunately. So that's not the big sequence. Sharon Carter turns up. It was just a bit weird. She kind of came out of nowhere a bit. I knew she was upcoming in the show, mm. but I just, just, I, I don't know. It just didn't really make too much sense to me. Um, she drives the episodes, events of the episode for a while. It was really interesting when Sharon confronted, confronted a group of armed bounty hunters and none of them think to shoot her. <laughs> They're standing there with guns and they don't shoot her and they let her kill them. Good stuff. Good that they explain why the super, new super soldiers are not muscle-bound tanks like the previous ones. I was wondering about that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the, the flag smashers all look like pretty sort of normal human beings. Normal, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that, so that was a good bit of um, exposition there. Interesting rule for this episode. If a cast member is a nobody, they're going to get bumped off mm -hmm. very quickly, which is very James Bond. It's like, oh, I wonder who that actor is. Doesn't matter. They're not there anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. Happy Zemo has his mask on now. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure no. the fanboys are loving it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit tokenistic, but whatever. They squeezed it in. Mm. And ooh, at the end, oh, Carly of the sm Flag Smashers, you got a little bit ruthless, killing some innocent sort of people. Ooh, so a bit of a dark side there. She's, she's going to have to be educated and become one of the good guys <laughs> eventually. I can still see it coming. Overall, it was a very, very talky episode, I thought. Um, obligatory action sequence toward, towards the end not much of a massive one and an attempt at a cliffhanger ending so it was a good episode it was a, it was a bit middle of the road like i said you can tell they're they're setting up for what's going to happen in the rest of the series uh True, yeah. the, the bit at the end where it, but, but even the bit at the end where sharon met that who was that other woman she met up with that other woman and said oh there's a change of plans or something uh, like i don't know yeah i'm not sure who that is but yeah, it's probably so, her, her offsider uh, in her madripoor yeah, um, I, I, would, I would assume it was something to do with Zemo myself. Mm. Um, the fact that he was out of jail and all that sort of stuff. So it, it kind of made sense. But um, I, I don't know. I still, there's still really to do something that really, really impresses me at this stage. It, it's good, but it's not fantastic. That's, that's my overall sort of thing with the show now. Um, this episode, I'd probably give it about, Two and a half out of five W's. What about you? Uh, I'm still, I'm still loving it, man. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'll give it a four. I give it a four. Oh, I'm not fanboying. It's just, you I just, are. like I said, I, I'm liking the the the, the James Bondy sort of stuff. Uh, I guess probably because we haven't got a James Bond movie that's uh, well been well delayed uh, due to COVID. Yeah, and I, I think I like the Zemo dancing. Pretty much sold it for me on for this episode okay yeah well the zemo, the zemo dancing thing for those who haven't seen it look it up on youtube because disney themselves has put a nice little um thing of involved yeah. in that, kind of interesting so yeah um as for where the series goes for now 
yeah, it's, it's three more episodes to go. So I assume they're going to be working up towards some sort of cliffhammer, cliffhanger climax at the end. Yeah. Um, it, it'd still be nice to, you know, Sharon Carter was good. It would still be nice to see some other Marvel characters there. I, I, like I say, like I've said before, I don't like this existing in an isolated bubble sort of thing, especially when, uh, what was the name of the place I went to again? Ma- oh. hmm? Madripoor. Yeah, isn't it? Don't aren't other heroes supposed to occupy that place? Uh, Wolverine is known, but I don't know if how or if and when Marvel are going to reintroduce X uh, mutants, I guess, to the to the uh, Marvel universe. So yeah. I think that he's pretty much the only one. I mean, it's basically, well, from like I said, from I, I found out about it, Madripoor through the X Men comics uh, yeah. when Wolverine was sort of undercover as a guy called Patch. When uh, it was yeah. a, it's a um, facade of a character that he played when he was in Madripoor that wore an eye patch and sort of went around all the various crime families that were yeah. uh, running Madripoor at the time. But other than that, I've seen the odd sort of character go over there with, like, say, Tony Stark and he, also Peter Parker. But, yeah, this I, think, I guess this is the first time it's been introduced uh, to the MCU. So yeah, maybe, maybe there'll be an Easter egg with Wolverine walking in the background. So who knows? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the series climax Wolverine appearing. That'd be something. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, well, who was who was the bad guy they kept alluding to, but I don't think they ever encountered them. The person running the show there, who was that again? Power Broker. Was that it? Power Broker. Yeah. yeah Power yeah. Broker. So that's a proper Marvel character. I. That's what I mean. I, yeah. I don't know, but like it, he obviously. I think they stole the Super Soldier Serum from him, or or he's after. Or they've the flag smashers have the last sort of lot of super soldier serum and he wants it and they're gonna tee it up. I'm not sure, yeah, that's what I mean. That's the thing I'm slightly confused Actually, with. The episode that. was called Power Broker. Power Broker, okay. And did we see Power Broker? No, we have not, we have not physically seen Power Broker. What the hell? You know, unless it's somebody who has already been dancing around in front of us in disguise, it's it's just. I don't know. It was just very. It's just strange to me that you would be talking about a character for the whole episode, and then they don't appear. Well, that's like, like I said, I, I don't know. My my, like, I'm not a strong in the Captain America uh, genre of everything, but it was always he had the super soldier serum. Yeah, and Red Skull always was associated with this a super soldier serum. Yeah, I'm sort of thinking. I meant to mention this to you before, that I think maybe the power broker might be the Red Skull because it's always someone who wants to say, or wants the Super Soldier Serum, and, and and was always. I just think that could be some that could be a cool hypothetically end ending or something like that. Could be actually the original power broker was killed by Punisher. Now that'd be an ex- interesting character to throw in. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. We'll be back very soon with a review of episode four of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Thank you for your time. Have a good day. Thanks for listening.